And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Oh, that's right. We've got Podcast Dave under the control, so everything is falling apart because that man is useless. We need a new producer. I want a new producer now. What is wrong with that Scottish bastard? What's up, send, Josh? Send in your applications, <laughs> ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> send, yeah. them in, send them in. Send them in. Oh, man. I have a couple uh, of guys I could actually just send you guys over that have DM me, so I'll just send them oh, to you guys. Man. Make oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what. We need you to have them DM because you are just <laughs> absolutely the uh, worst. I mean, you uh, your timing, everything, and then you can't even speak English. I know. What is wrong with you? Can we do this uh, again? Yes. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's I great. Hey, I want to know some, John. Were you up early? Like I was up early watching the U.S. get smashed today by the Netherlands. Fuck, first so up, annoying. I was up early, but it wasn't to watch the damn soccer game. It was to watch <laughs> the birth of my grandson, Jameson, who came into this world at finally seven thirty-two a.m. on December third. Very nice to meet him. He was beautiful. You did you really name your or your daughter name your god grandson godson grandson <laughs> after out after whiskey? I'll tell Tyra right now after <laughs> alcohol. That's what you guys really did. I know it's no first off. It's not you guys. I, yeah. I do not pick the name. Yes, I am the true. <laughs> I am the person that sits there and says, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, you just get you get to hold him, give him loves, and then give him back. That's it, dude. That's it. Oh, I put on man. his first diaper. Boom. Done. John, you didn't watch any of the game this morning? No, I do not oh. watch soccer. Oh, you know what? Before we, I know I've I said it a couple watch. times. I, 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 I can't take guys falling I, I, on the ground acting like they got hit or hurt, and they're not. Says the guy that falls from oak trees. Okay. Anyways, roll on. Next. At <laughs> least I had fucking six broken ribs. Oh, you could have got up and done something. Come on. Um. John, let's let's get down to the point here, though. Congratulations, my man, your grandfather Thank you, again, sir. again, again, and uh, Miss McCarthy, grandmother again, 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 and then uh, his first child, right, for your daughter. Yes, yes. Congratulations to them, and um, this is good. This is fun. This is, and you, they live on the farm with you. This is gonna be even better. Oh, this dude, they're, they your are son's indeed, they're gonna kids be, are they're gonna be mutton riding. So your your son's kids are in uh, Cali, like in Cali. You. but then your other son he, he's in where you he lives down the road from you about what an yeah. hour? Yeah, he lives minutes? about thirty minutes from me. Thirty minutes from me, okay. So yeah. and then he, they just had a baby. Yes, he, man, that's Logan. Logan is about let's see, July seventh. So whatever that is, jeez, man, yeah, he's about four yeah. Months. Do the math. Go ahead, John. Do the math. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming man. up on four months. Yeah, it's okay. So congratulations on all that. That's wonderful. New additions to the family are always fun. And as you get older, you're going to be able to sit back, relax, and watch them play around and wreck your house. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Chasing the chickens, I can, baby. Chasing I, the I chickens. Can, I can have all that or I could have Podcast Dave just go through all his... True, true. But Come on, John, Dave, I, you got to come back, dude. You're well, not making it just fun. On that just, point, I just have to say one thing. Let's hear it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way, my brother. 
Oh, it's so great. Everyone knows that I read the comments. I know I'm a fool. Everyone's told me not to read the comments. Even people in the comments say don't read the comments. So I've gone through there several times. They're like, can you guys at least have podcast Dave? Like practice the questions before he asks them, so he gets them right. <laughs> it's like a big run-on sentence for him to get one questions. question out. I don't yes, ask you do. questions. I don't. Oh, well, you, whatever you what you do. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess when you read, you know, you, when we do the news, you kind of read out what yeah. we're going to talk about in a yeah, way. Yeah. So yeah, it's not a you question. Shape no, it's, up the question. It's it's a setup. Yeah. Hey, it's not it's not a very good Dave, one. If people don't know what you're setting up, Dave. I think you're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. And John I'm is also a compulsive liar. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> hey, let's just stop inflating Josh's Homer Simpson head. Oh, dude. So hey, you know what was head. funny is I finally, when you said that, Dave sends this thing of this, you know, he puts out a tweet with this air balloon thing, helium in the head, and I didn't get it. And then I finally realized he was talking about Josh's head ballooning bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Am I, I right? You, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just have I to thought, say it. I thought he meant like giving more gas to like us on the show. I don't know. That's what, what I was thinking. Yeah, I was like, I did it make too. sense to me? And then it was that. Then I finally thought I got it. I guess I did it. Dave is now saying no. CTE is a dangerous thing over here. Okay, so we just got. Apparently, it is because you can't seem to get sense. Boy, I tell you what, I don't know what they a- did to you as a child in Scotland, yeah. but they had to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> It must affect it affects CT must affect your speech. I don't want to relive my high school years, okay? I don't want to relive my high school years. <laughs> uh, if you guys have not followed Podcast Dave, you guys have got to go on his Instagram. What is that? Podcast Dave, right? Yeah. Okay. And then if you guys scroll all the way down, there's a picture of him trying to look like Eminem back in the day. It's so great. <laughs> so great. Oh, there's you, several of them, but there's some that are hilarious. Did you see my, my story last night on no. Instagram? Oh man, it's the best. Uh, <laughs> Tanya, Tanya sitting next to me, and she randomly opens Instagram, and she's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I, t- I had uh, posted on my story uh, a repost from like a Scottish tweet, and it was, uh, "It takes a big man to admit when he's wrong, but it takes an even bigger man." To give a giraffe a haircut. <laughs> I did see that one. I did see that one. I thought you were talking about maybe a photo you posted uh, of you back in the day. No. Those are all comical, the ones that... You, and you know what's funny is normally I don't understand your Scottish humor because it's so bad. <laughs> but that, that one I did get. I understood. Uh, it was pretty good. John, I, I'm a little upset. I got myself up around you know 5 a.m., which is the normal time I get up. But I got up to kind of like... Organize some breakfast, get to sit down, get ready to watch, you know, the U.S. Uh, national team play in the World Cup in the round of 16, which is the knockout round. Yep. They played the Netherlands and I was like, ah, you know what? The Netherlands are beatable. We got this, you know, and we started off strong. We're about five minutes in, a couple shots on goal. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's just keep this momentum going. They get the ball down there on one try, boom, cross the ball to the top of the 18 and bam. Great shot, Grace Platemus. I have great, great placement. And we were just fighting from behind the rest of the way. We had a bunch of great moments in the game, but gosh, man, I was so frustrating. We had about seven to eight shots, I think, on goal by the end of the, you know, maybe even more by the end of the game. They had, I, no, sorry, we had more than that. They had, the Netherlands had about seven or eight shots. They scored three goals. Yeah, it but seemed it's, the like every, it's the quality, it's the quality of the quality. shots on goal. Yeah, it wasn't just that. It was it just we just couldn't find a way to mark up the people that were running down on our end of the field. That drove me absolutely nuts. We were ball watching. Like 
we mounted offense, had our shot on goal, and then as everyone was kind of just jogging back, they they were on the the counterattack, and we were jogging back with our thumbs up our asses and just just letting them get down there. Cross. The I, got the right answer, the yeah, I got the answer, dude. I got the answer. Don't watch it. Well, that that or <laughs> Ted Lasso. No, I we got to hire Ted Lasso. I can't watch dumb stuff. Oh, that is hysterical. See, people you got to watch that show. People have tried to get me to tune into that. It's it is great. You know what else? You know what's funny is we work with a bunch of people that live in New, live in New York, and I don't know. What, what, and I'm assuming. What, what are you doing in, right there? Me? Yeah. What What was that? Oh, I was I was yawning. Well, stop that. No, but you you have you have a flight at five a.m. Correct? I'm not sleeping. I am, I am going man. through this entire thing. Look at this. I went from early in the morning, gonna have my grandson get, going out doing stuff for people, getting things. Seven thirty-two, he's born. I'm still up now. It's what I can't even tell you. My time. Holy crap! We're looking at it's one fifty-three in the morning, Jeez. and I have a pickup ride at five forty-five. Figure this is going to take us what two and a half hours? Hour and a, yeah, about two hours. Yeah. So, yeah. so you make her life decisions. Is what Life's easy, dude. <laughs> Just go. Just go. <clears throat> yeah, so this is... uh, Yeah, so I was a little upset with the fact that they just didn't play very well. And then I watched the Argentina game. That was a pretty good game. Uh, you know, back and forth a little bit here and there. And then uh, good stuff, though. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the World Cup. I do get excited about the World Cup. I played soccer my whole life. Grew up playing soccer, wrestled my whole life, but... uh. I definitely enjoyed playing soccer a lot. So, well, let's uh, talk so about play, the important game that went on because that was TCU playing Kansas oh, State for the Big Twelve yes. Championship, and Kansas State in overtime takes TCU's undefeated season and stomps on it. Wait, wait you said Boom. that was the important game? That was the important that, game. That you didn't, you didn't see the one game. yesterday when USC got wrong. That was yesterday. Fucking, yeah, that was yesterday. We haven't done a show since. You, the, you were talking days about ago. you were up early and you're USC, watching the World Cup. USC blew it. Jesus. Boy, they didn't blow it. They just got their asses whooped. This is horrible, right? They lost. And the funny part. That's the second they time lost they lost to the same, tween, same team twice. twice. Which is not come easy on, to do. Come on, guys. Come <laughs> on, man. Look. That my, was your chance to go to the national finals, go to the championship round. They're, try, they're still trying to say they're they, still in it. Oh, God, no. I can't imagine how they could be. They're trying to put Alabama in there, though, which is just uh, ridiculous. Of course they are. Of course, of course. Are. Of course. But um, I mean, if you're going to put anyone in there, I mean, I can't imagine them putting TCU over, over USC. Well, how, how, how do you put Alabama I, over? And, and, I, and I, I, I truly don't think tcu has the toughest schedule and that's a big no, problem with them but no. they only lost the one game all right so ohio state has lost how many games one game yeah ohio state's are they going to be the one that goes in how in the hell can you have alabama losing two games going no i'm sorry i think alabama ohio state's got two go... losses i think ohio oh. state's got two losses don't they dave can you look this up dave let's get on Damn. this i know you want to talk about fight stuff but this is kind of important this we're talking about the college playoffs I thought, no they didn't have any losses until they lost to michigan that's true. That's true. Did they? Oh, okay. You're, you would be right. Sorry, you. you would be right. You would be right. Okay, then what was I? Who was I thinking then that had two losses? Alabama's got two losses. Alabama's correct? got two losses. Yes. Freaking uh, Georgia is destroying everybody. LSU has multiple losses. Tennessee has yeah, multiple LSU losses. LSU got lost today, too. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be Georgia, Georgia, um, Michigan. 
It's gonna be one and two, right? You would think Michigan be that's first. one and two. Yeah, Georgia and Michigan and will be one and two, and you'll it should be what Ohio State and um, either either it's either gonna be them USC or, or oh TCU. it's not gonna be you how did you can't lose to the same team twice and freaking go to no that's true I agree with you I'm not disagreeing with you I'm not disagreeing with you so you're gonna say that you think they're gonna put TCU in there I don't know how you don't. <clears throat> I just think like I think they're gonna look at it as name value. Yeah, they do look gotta, at it as name value. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. they could leapfrog. Who else you have you have the actual uh uh what's it called? Their win loss records. Jeez, what was I thinking about? No. Are you asking me? <laughs> yes, First off, Dave. I asked you to pull I, it up. I don't, ask I, I don't know what you're asking me to look up. You said we Alabama understand State, Ohio you don't State. understand this. I like, said their record. Like I, I said idea. Ohio State's Let's record. Let's just start Ohio this State's thing record. over again because this Jeez, is just man. going downhill fast. Oh, man. <laughs> there it is right there. There it is. So you got Michigan ahead of them. You got Ohio State 6-1. and one. You got Penn State 7-2. and two. So just the top two. And then um, – Pull up, uh, pull up Alabama. Pull up the SEC. Pull up SEC. Yep. SEC. Yep. S- be Georgia will be number one. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be Georgia. No, no, no. That's the SEC. That's the West. Yeah, you have Alabama at the top. Yeah, at six and two in their conference. Yeah, that's crazy. No, ten to two overall though. Ten to two overall. Yeah, but still. All right. I mean, I'm basically gonna say that. It's get I don't I can't see Bama getting here. Go to go to the other side of the go to the SEC East. Go to the SEC East. What does that mean? This is me. This is like me telling you about WWE. Like you guys would have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Dave has no idea what we're talking about. Uh, We say football. He starts pulling up the European Soccer League. (laughs) Oh my god! This is horrible. This is so great. I love it. Go to go to go to go to Georgia football. Just, that'll yeah. be the, that'll pull, be pull the SEC East. Okay. Okay. All right, Georgia Okay. Oh. Yeah, it says SEC. Okay. Now, how, okay. Even there, Tennessee is six and two. Yep. Same record overall, ten and two, mm-hmm. as Alabama, and they beat Alabama. You can't put Alabama in there. Yeah, That's they're they're going to basically say that Alabama lost two close matches. And that Tennessee lost in a blowout by one, and then one, and then one barely, or lost another one barely. Yeah, lost they, their losses four, were an eight and four team. Yeah, or some something like that. That's what they're well, gonna say. Yeah, guess I, what? Hey, you know what? They have a win against them. That's yeah, you're a little you biased though because you live in Tennessee. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just being honest. Yeah, Florida. I mean, excuse me, Alabama does not pull off. Didn't didn't Tennessee lose their quarterback for the season though? I thought they no. lost. Uh, they lost their quarterback. What's his name? Brooks. I think is what his name was. Uh, no, Hooks. Cameron Hooks. Was Hooks. it Hook? Hooks? Yeah. yeah. Hooks. Was it? What, what's what's the quarterback's name? I don't believe Hooks. John. Was it Hooks? Not Alabama. Tennessee's buddy. Oh lord, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, remember that Randy Macho Man Hogan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wasn't he the Iron? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Hooker. Hooker. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our football talk. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> All right. Hey, before, before we actually get started into some of this uh, MMA talk, why don't you guys go, go to Wayne in Merch? Wayne in Podcast. Is it Wayne in Merch? Wayne in Podcast Wayne in Merch? Wayne in Merch. Wayne in Merch.com. 
Pick up some of our new apparel. We love it, man. We got to get some new designs up. We got some new designs up now. Some new quality shirts. Not the triple layer shirts, five layer shirts, all those things. It's going to be beautiful. I cannot wait to get some, get my hands on some of these. As soon as you guys start buying them, I can start using some of the residuals to buy myself some. So, <laughs> Joss, like, Joss making me laugh. Well, I, I said, I did say, I sent I you something. It. So, you, you got to tell me when you get it. Okay. It's sent in the mail. All right. So. Wait, is it, is it a shirt? <laughs> no, it's not a shirt. <laughs> oh, okay, Josh. Okay. What? Oh, we we gotta talk after this show because I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. <laughs> WayneAndMerch.com. No, you but never, I, you but, never know but, what we're talking. I'm about. delirious right now, guys. I'm serious. I've been up pretty damn early and all day. Been serious, delirious. Cold rain. Seriously, delirious. Seriously, delirious. Okay, guys, let's get into some talk. <laughs> let's let's Thanks. pull up one. Let's talk about one first. Mm. No, you want to talk about UFC first? All right, ah, we'll UFC forty two. Fight night forty two. Mm-hmm. On ESPN from Orlando, Florida, we had Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson taking on Kevin Holland. I got to tell you, it was one hell of a fight. Yes, but you got to tell me you were wrong. Just say well, it. What was I wrong about? Just oh, you no, no, are so bad, John. John, so John. bad. No, no, Kevin Holland was so the faster bad. fighter. He just didn't throw straight punches. He was <laughs> faster, huh? No, <laughs> he, he was, was not faster. He was faster. He was he not just didn't... faster. He in just fact, throw straight punches. In fact, in fact, your man actually. Oh wait, wait, middle, wait! Oh, now, now we're giving credit to the, our, my man. Now we're giving credit to my man. Now, huh? my, now, my DC. Now your DC man knows what he's in the middle about. of the fight. No, your man <laughs> Kevin Holland in the middle of the fight. Who said I, I think was is fast. fantastic. Looked over at Tom and said, "You're damn fast." He is fast. <laughs> he is just Kevin yeah. Holland was faster. Yeah, dude, you've lost. You lost your fucking gourd. <laughs> no, but it the, was a fantastic fight. When Stephen Thompson throws straight punches, John, they get there. No, what, do you, what do you mean when? We, it's he mostly does. what he does. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They get there faster. Sure, right. Kevin Holland has Which no idea. How, the one straight punch he threw dro- basically dropped Stephen Thompson. That was the only straight punch he threw. That was it. <laughs> that's, that's what shocked Stephen Thompson. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he let him up off the ground. He was having fun. And then he broke his hand, it looks like. Something's going on with the hand. I, look, I got first, let's get into, the, let's get into the, the fight. The fight was fantastic. Yes, it was. Not fought very smartly by Kevin Holland, but it was a fun fight. I was ex- I'm excited for both. Stephen Thompson looked a lot younger this time great. around than he, he did great. his last two fights. He looked but, phenomenal this fight. But why did he, he was, look phenomenal? He was accurate. He was very. There, I think. I think. There was I think mul- he tightened, multiple reasons. I think, I think he tightened things up, John. I think he's getting better. Not only with tight, age. Fine. He had one. a bigger cage. He had a bigger cage. Oh, okay. He was able to move, even though and look, Kevin Holland was pushing the, you know, yeah. pushing to, to get towards him and stuff, and it, that extra space gives him the ability to move, where he wasn't able to move in that twenty-five foot cage in the same way, and it could trap him more. It made a difference in his fighting approach and his fighting style. It's just, it's more space. You know what's funny is that I read the comments, John, after we did we dropped this podcast, the midweek show, and everyone's like, "Man, John's lost his lost off his rocker." Da da da. Like Josh, yeah. Josh, I gotta agree with you, man. Kevin Holland's gonna start him. Stephen Thompson's getting slow. And I was feeling good about myself. Then I remembered I was reading the comments. <laughs> I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> See, son this is why I don't bitch. read the comments. This is why I should have. I was gassing myself up. I'm like, "Yeah, fuck John, man. Yeah, I knew I was you. right. I knew I was right. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah." Believe me, you, the one like, and, and this is 
I don't know how many times that I've said I love Kevin Holland as a fighter. And even after this one, even though, just like you're saying, I love Kevin Holland as a fighter. He is fun, but God damn it, son. It is a fight, and it's important that you win. And you had the ability to possibly do that. And I'm listening to his corner. I'm listening to his coach, and they're saying the right thing. Son, this is an MMA fight. It is. I... I'm all about you guys going out there and high, and you know it looks good to let him up, but it's not giving you the best opportunity to come out of this with a victory. And it, mm-hmm. the one thing that really surprised me out of the whole thing, Josh, when I, when I look at it, is God bless Kevin, man. He doesn't give a shit about that payday because he got half his pay in that. As far as he didn't get that win bonus at the end that, that Stephen Thompson was able to pick up, and it's because. Fight IQ wise, I mean, his coach is right. When he when you hit the ground, don't let him up. Yeah, and I, I thought that was a big mistake of his in the fight. It really made a difference in the fight. John, he made a lot of money his last fight against Chimaev. He got paid I know. pretty well. I know. know, and I I thought we were getting. I thought he, I had noticed that he was getting away from that up until the Chimaev fight when he made a lot of money. And then he went back to that a little bit this fight. I'm hoping this opens his eyes because he's got talent. He's got he's got he's got pretty good cardio. He God damn, he's got a chin. He's got a chin. He took some headshots, head kicks, spinning hill kicks. He took everything. <clears throat> he just he needs to find something mentally in him to get him to stay focused enough just to get the win. And he'll he'll have a lot longer of a career is one thing because. Look, had he kept the fight on the ground probably in the first round or second round whenever they kind of got in a scuffle there and he, they went to the ground, it could have that could have changed the way the whole fight started yeah, going. Yeah, it doesn't mean he on. was going to finish him. No, absolutely not. But it it could have changed the course of the fight. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you when you watch and I'm going to go back to soccer. When you watch soccer, right? When I watched the US team this morning, they go down by one goal after having two opportunities to score. And you could see there was a little deflation in them. And then they started coming back towards the end of the first half with like literally like 10 seconds left. I don't even know if it was that much. Netherlands score again. And they just went into halftime feeling depleted. With this guy, you've you got to just slow Stephen Thompson down. Threaten a takedown here and there. <clears throat> he was doing kind of pretty good in the clinch at moments, yeah. but then he kept breaking away. I'm like, you're winning, the, you're winning some of the elbows and the knees. And he was dirty boxing him. I know he doesn't normally fight that way. And someone murdered me in the comments also saying, oh, yeah, you're asking, you're saying Kevin Holland's going to fight that he, the way he never fights. No, I was suggesting that's the way he should fight. And if he did fight that way, it kind of would have worked out for him because he was hanging on him. He was elbowing him. He's taller than him. He's longer than him. His elbows were clean. He was doing a good job in those positions, but he got away from it. He got into the whole like, okay, let me be a showman. And I don't know if he's making half. He may not be making half, but majority of fighters are making half and half for their pay. If he's not making half, then more power to him. <clears throat> but if he is, you just cost yourself, I don't know if it was 80 grand, 100 grand. I don't know what it was, but you cost yourself some money, buddy. You know, and it's just not worth it. It's not. <clears throat> no, and it's, what's not worth it is like, like we're talking about. Look, he, he's he got a chin, man. He mm-hmm. took, Josh, you know. <laughs> Just watching him get kicked to the body, get kicked to the arm. You know what it's like when you get kicked to the arm. I, I've had it where my arm has gone dead. You can't feel it after some after you blocked a kick, and you can't feel your hand opening or closing. It's like yeah. it just 
there's no freaking it's like it's a dead piece of meat on you and you know that's what he's feeling because you could hear it in the kicks that's all damage yeah. and it's all damage that you know it starts to accrue on you and stuff and and some of the headshots man he was blocking that that kick just with the one hand it may have been how his hand got broken because he he's not bringing the other hand over to help absorb some of that power out of that slow that thing down make it to where he's knocking hit and and no matter what his brain is still getting rattled and you saw him get rattled even though his hand got up there to block the kick your brain's still absorbing that the shock of that kick it's a heavy weapon man and it's just there were times you, you look and you go god damn he is unbelievably tough as far as being able to take damage but you can only take so much and it it Finally, there came that point. It came to the point where, uh, that's too much. And now everything is falling apart. And that's what happened in the fight. Yep. Yeah, because when you look at that, <clears throat> if had he kept that first round on the ground instead of backing out, it would have changed the whole dynamic of the rest of the fight. If well, he won the first round because when he hurt him, too. Yeah. Had he been able to get a takedown in the second? I remember they got into a mix. I think it was in the second. And he was able to get yeah. him down again. And he no, he let him right up. And so doing all that, though, as the fight goes on longer, you just open yourself not only to take more damage, but in situations like this, let's say he punched the top of his head and he broke his hand that way. That was something that didn't need to happen. Could have kept the fight on the ground. I mean, there's so many different ways you can get injured in this in this scenario. Oh. And the longer the fight goes, the chances are, are more likely. So in this in this type of situation, he could be out for if he has to get a plate in his hand. I mean, he could be out for six to eight months. Based yep. off of his hand being broken. Now, like Cain Velasquez had broke his hand one time. And I'm not, maybe it wasn't Cain. I think it was DC. One of them broke their hand. One of them broke their hand. And they kept trying to kick the bag, you know, even with their hand casted. They were kicking the bag, kicking the bag. And then they came back and they're like, your, your bone's not healing. You know, it's not healing at the rate it should be. It's like, you're working out. It's like, yeah, I'm working out. It's like, no, you can't be running. You can't be the vibration of your bones and your body will keep the bone from fusing back together. You've got to stop. You can't do anything for three or four weeks. He's like, oh, okay. Didn't do anything for three or four weeks. Was healed up right away. But he kept going to the doctor, kept going to the doctor. You know, the fight, fighters are that way. Oh, it's casted. It's not going to hurt him more. But yeah. then they keep doing things. They keep working out. They keep running. They keep kicking the bag. They keep trying to hit the bag with one hand, whatever it is. Well, just it, start, it slows the process of the healing down. So I'm not saying that's what he's going to do, but if he ends up having to have a plate put in or the bone is broken severely or whatever it is, hopefully he has a quick return so we can get back on the money-making train because it's important. And when you realize you just cost yourself you know, $100,000 plus you're out for now six months, that's a lot. That's that a hurts. lot. But overall, though, John, the fight, the fight was better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a good fight. Yeah. But this fight was better than I thought it was going to be. But it's because of the way he fought. That's yeah. what made it. That's what made it good. That's what made it so fun. Yeah, you had someone that actually decided, I'm going to stand up and just, yeah, have a stand up battle with Wonder Boy. Not the smartest thing to do, you know. Anyone can tell you that, yeah. but it did make it fun, and it was it was a it was a rock'em sock'em. Uh, affair through a lot of it there was some yeah. a lot how many freaking wacky things happened in it you know but. well that that's here's the other thing though too is that kevin holland is not used to dealing with this, someone who fights southpaw he could not move his head off line to save his life he thought because he was taller and longer that he could just move his head away and back away like he does with everyone else 
He must have forgot that Stephen Thompson's six foot. I mean, he he was able to get there, and the way he, he throws have, straight. He must have forgot that St- Stephen Thompson doesn't throw looping shots. He yeah, throws things right down the pipe. Yep, and that was a huge difference in the fight. Huge, and he just Stephen Thompson couldn't seem to miss that straight left. It was there all day long. It was bat bat. He looked like a Pez dispenser. It was just <laughs> dude. It was impressive how how hard he hit him sometimes, and Kevin Holland just yeah he shrugged it off. Absolutely. All right, next fight. Next fight was RDA going up, back up to the welterweight division, taking on Brian Barberena. You know, this fight was not what I wanted to see, but it was exactly what I thought I would see. If RDA was going to get the win, he was going to do it by getting into a grappling exchange, getting the takedown, and working for a submission against Barberena. That was the smart way to go about this fight. The dumb way would have been to stand with him. And we've seen in the past that RDA is not a dumb fighter. He's smart. You know, he goes against Paul Felder, take Paul Felder down. He goes against Barbarena, take Barbarena down. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why RDA walked off with a really nice win, and, and he deserved it. You know, he's uh, he is visibly smaller, though, at oh, welterweight. Yeah. When you look at him, yeah. comparatively, man, you look and you go, man, he's given up a lot. Yeah, John, I, I I sat on here on our midweek show and was like, this is not a good fight for RDA. Well, fuck, did he ever prove me wrong? He was like, I got this, son. What are you talking about, <laughs> fucking washed out old fighter? It's like, what are you saying? <laughs> I mean, realistically, I mean, I thought, literally, I thought that Barbarino was going to be too big for him and the takedowns would have been a little bit harder for him. They yeah. weren't. They, no. were, they, were, they were easy <clears throat> when he did get him down. Barbarino had nothing, he had no way of getting up. Once his once his back or his hips hit the ground, as he started to slip back, he just there was nothing. Once that low back started hitting the ground, RDA was all over him on his back, on his on his you know chest pressure mount. Like he was just all over him the whole fight. Great job, great performance by him. Threatened a little bit on the feet, got Barbarina to open up. Then he lowered the level and just chain wrestled it to, de- to death. Nice trips, nice work of the foot of using his his feet for the foot sweeps. Yep. Those are all things that are are, are overlooked by majority well, of, of wrestlers in, in MMA. The thing that he did that was really nice, if you look, he didn't just he didn't shoot in for the takedown. That's not what he did. He clinched up and then worked from the clinch against the guy. He's not going to be able to just shoot in and take Barbarina down with a double leg. That's not going to work. He's not going to out-muscle him. He's going to have to get really deep, and he's going to have to sh- shoot it where... Barbarian almost just would stand there. So you got to look and say that clinch position, just riding that, using your hands up and down, switching from a single leg back to a body lock, and then with all the sweeps and the trips, it works very well for him. He, he made it look easy. He did a good job, and we know that Barbarina is a tough fighter and is very – he's strong. He doesn't, he doesn't have that body type that people are going to look at and go, oh, he's a strong guy. He's strong, and he's proved that in all of his fights. And I just, you know, you look and when we talk about fight IQ, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. This is what you're looking for. A guy that doesn't go out there and fight his opponent's fight. He makes the opponent fight the fight that he can win. And that's what he did. Smart, smart fighter. I mean, former champion, there's a reason why, you know, he's good. And the one thing with him, uh, not the one thing, there's multiple things with him. He's just so well rounded. Like he, like he, he has options to not have to fight those fighters' fights. 
Not every fighter has that option. You know, they're, they're maybe good at one area. Maybe they're good, you know, in two areas, but they're not good in three and four and five areas. You know, the wrestling, the scrambles, the jujitsu, whatever it is, the, the, the striking, the kickboxing. I mean, a, a little bit of like I'll talk about with the Michael Johnson fight. Same thing when we get to that. But Michael Johnson is now just a boxer. I thought he looked, he looked good tonight, but like he's got kicks. He's obviously got wrestling. We saw it tonight, but like he could be so much more. I know that he's older now as well, but mixing everything up a little bit more would open up his hands so much more. With RDA, he doesn't get away from it. He understands what he's good at, but he also continues to evolve and get better all the way around. And Michael Johnson has the same ability and has had the same ability for a long time, but you've seen fighters tend to get away from that sometimes, John. Yeah. Is that they, they get into a groove of just being a boxer or just being a wrestler or just well, being no, a kickboxer. No doubt that that's exactly yeah. what's occurred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like um, I said, we'll talk about that. Yep. Mateus Nicolau against Matt Schnell. Matt had to cut off his hair to get his half a pound of weight so he could make weight. He came in there with a beautifully shaved dome, but it was not enough to get past Mateus, who is very sharp. Moved well. In a certain way, when you looked at it, Schnell looked frustrated with the movement mm-hmm. of Nikolau in that he kept on marching him down and then you know he would cut off the angle. And as soon as Nikolau would go the opposite way, he would start chasing him back there, cut off that angle. Nikolau, and you could see that Schnell was getting like, almost visibly frustrated with it and you look and you go why are you frustrated why why are you acting that way you know what he's going to do and you know what you need to do to stop that motion that he's doing you just got to commit and do it but McLeod had the power put him down ends the fight second round nice job it was you know very a very well-planned fight I was very surprised when he came out and said that the UFC at this point, he's out of his contract. That was odd for a guy that had that many wins in a row. Six, right? Six in a row? Yeah. I believe it was odd. six in a row. It's not odd to me. I think really? what it is, is, no, the reason being is because at 125, I don't think they really have a, they, I think they just keep it to keep it. They've got a couple guys. they got to fill some slots. You know, they've got to have this many fights. Yeah. Let's keep the weight division. You know, it's. But they're not. I don't think they're willing to stretch themselves to pay these guys a ton of money at 125. There, there's not a lot of them there yet. The, the weight class hasn't built hasn't been built back up just yet to a level of where there's you know a plethora of guys to be like, hey, they're all household names, which they're not. There's just two right now in that in that division. There's Moreno and uh, Figueredo, and I mean you could say Henry if you wanted to go back down, but I don't know if Henry no. can make that weight anymore. Have you seen Henry? He's a little thick these days. <laughs> a little thick these days. Henry's um, looking bam. Yeah, I think what what Chanel needs to understand, and most most young fighters need to understand, is that you use movement to set up your shots, but you but you also use it to frustrate your opponent. You also yeah. use it to to make them extend, to make them reach, to make them. Yeah. Um, to put them out of position so you can yeah. counter, but then so then they can throw and overexert themselves, you know, reach and lunge in for things. A little bit of what Kevin Holland was doing to Stephen Thompson. He was trying to jump into some stuff. That's he was getting caught off guard right off the right off the bat. Boom. 
So those are things that Matt Schnell needs to work on and young fighters. Just keep that in mind. Like if you're having to chase, don't get frustrated, but chase by closing the distance and throwing something off of closing that distance. One of the biggest mistakes that young fighters will make, uh, even, even some more advanced fighters will make is that they close that distance, but they rush in without throwing anything. Yeah. You've got to close that distance by throwing something, whether it's a jab, whether it's a push kick, whether it's a feint and then throwing something off the feint, getting them to react a little bit. That's the most important part in closing that distance when you're trying to cut the ring off against someone. If you just walk right in your target practice and, you know, Kevin Holland found that out tonight, you know, and, and Schnell did as well as he started chasing after him that it works against you. So yeah. those are things to keep in mind. I. And, you had the big heavyweight matchup. I told you. I told you. I John, told you. John, I'm gonna be honest, man. I was fucking. I was like, oh, I was like one and four. I one, one. I was one for four in the first four fights. The, it was horrible. Look, the power of Pavlich is. Yeah. He got scary power, man. He and he throws. He, you know, he throws hard. And yeah. tied to Avasa, who I, again I love the guy, but in my opinion, he's tailor made for what. Pavlich yeah. brings, and he's going to try to sling with him, and that's not a good idea. And Sergey proved why he is in the position he's at. Look, this guy's moving up into that. He is, you know, you got if they put Ningano and Jones together, uh, Pavlich against Cyril Gan. I don't know, but man, he's definitely up in that that uh, atmosphere right now. You know what's funny is that I totally forgot that he trained at AKA for years. He was there. For, <laughs> he was there, and I was like, as soon as I saw him walk to the cage, I was like, this dude's been at AKA for a while. Like yeah. he hasn't been there. He hasn't been there for a little bit because of COVID yeah. situation, I believe. He but used to. But he was there, and then yeah. when he did the post fight interview, and he's like, yeah, you know, DC used to hold Didn't me let down, me up. <laughs> wouldn't let me up, and I was like, I knew I that's him, but he was skinnier back then. And John, he he wasn't thick. he like when you watch someone go with DC and you watch him go with Kane, you watch him go with Todd Duffy and and other guys and there and, and back then he wasn't as good as he was now. Yeah, I mean he's grown a lot since. Let me just be honest. What I saw tonight was very <laughs> impressive because he didn't look like that in the gym. <laughs> I'm just well, being honest. I'm like he like, but then again, not not many people look like that against DC and Kane. Not, not, those guys don't look that way because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but he, he, he's definitely gotten a lot better. You could tell, you could tell his confidence has gotten a lot higher. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he believes in what he's doing. He used to, when he would train at AK, he was more of like a push kick up the middle, kind of long jab, maybe throw the right hand. Like he was trying to keep the distance. He almost like he fought like Volkov. Yeah. A little he bit. doesn't, he no, does not he fight, fight like, like Volkov that. at all. No, he doesn't fight like Volkov like that. Uh, uh-uh. uh, he fought great tonight. Um, yeah. and to, to answer my question on the tie to Avasa thing, his chin's not gone. He didn't. He just took some heavy shots, and I, I remember we were concerned that that possibly it was too fast. Too, all those things. Fast, it, yeah. it wasn't too fast. He just no, got it was out. Just too he, much. It was just too much. Yeah. He, he just fought a better fighter tonight, and that was it. Yep. That, there was That's nothing it. else. He he was he still could take a shot. He didn't get rocked. He he took a couple big shots before he got, he got rocked. rocked and he fought back. Yeah, he he's still there. So, um, nothing against him at all. Just you just fought the better fighter tonight. That's yeah. that's how that's how the cookie crumbles. You know, on days like this. I agree. So good stuff for but, him. Go ahead. But look, Pavlich is 
he puts a nice n- new presence into that heavyweight division because look at if you're looking at it the one thing to do is exactly what he was wrestle you got to wrestle him you, someone's got to yeah. and there's not a whole lot of people in the heavyweight division that can do it so yeah he's a big guy oh he's yeah a big guy. Roman Delizzi versus Jack Hermanson. That was that was actually an entertaining fight. I thought I really enjoyed it. Uh, the transition that Delizzi uh, went to when Hermanson was on top of him and just transition to transition to you know inverted triangle to then to the leg like he reminded me of Judo Gene LaBelle. He looked fantastic. He caught him with that calf slicer, and look at when you're you're stuck in that calf slicer. Nowhere for you to go. You Mm-mm. can't move. No. Nope. You are stuck. You've got a, a man that's 200 and some pounds trapping your leg, penciling your leg between, you know, his and all that weight on top. I mean, there was nothing for Hermanson to do. He was stuck. <clears throat> he was hoping time would run out. <laughs> that's what he was hoping. Yeah. Um, he just... Delizzi looked good. Like he, he had some moments there where he how was, about you know, that? How about that reversal? The, <laughs> that was the, the, the first one. And, yeah, and they tried yes. to say that was a good technique. No, that was strength. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was it was good technique in, in yeah. getting it up. But as, as he flung him, I was like, holy yeah. shit! You could tell he's got. Like I said, he's got like that wiry strength. Like you can tell when you get in wiry. His guard. He's yeah. got that goddamn fucking crushing strength. It's that it's hard to be a, like it's it hurts to be in his guard. It hurts to be like in a clinch. It's it, you just look at his body and it's like, oh gosh, man. Like it doesn't even seem like it's pl- like like a Yoel Romero. You know, if you kick him, probably oh, yeah. it fucking hurts. Hurts you more than him. Yep. He's thigh too, and you're like, oh, this is disgusting. Um, <laughs> he's uh he's one of those guys. He 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 tried to come underneath a nice little uh, arm bar. He couldn't get it, and he just hipped up and hipped him over. Hipped him over and it was nicely done. Got yeah, to that was. top position and there were scrambles in some other occasions and was able to come out of that back door, get to the calf slicer. Nice stuff. Nice stuff. Beautiful I mean, transition. He's, he's going to be someone to reckon with. I like the I, call out. I do. I like it too. But and you know the UFC's not doing that. No. God no. He could beat him. Possibility. I'm not saying he would, but you know he he has the tools to possibly beat him. So hey, you looking go. Well, he he did lose it. He lost a takedown to Hermanson, which means he'll probably lose a takedown to to Chumaya. Well, I'm not saying that he wouldn't, but yeah. just seeing how he was off of his back. Yeah, that's true. Hey, get into a leg lock situation. Yeah, stand by. Well, who else would be next for him, John? Well, the you same, know this, the same the same thing with Sergey. Like if we look at Sergey, also like who else would be next for him? Well, Sergey, you'd have to take a look, and and honestly, it'd be someone in in the quality of like Cyril Curtis Gaunt. Blades, a Blades, huh? Curtis Blades, Blades a Cyril Gone. You know, if you're taking yeah. a look at the upper echelon, because you got Stipe there, where you, I don't know what they're doing with Stipe, John and Francis, I I take out of the equation because they're trying to match those up. Mm-hmm. So you figure early 2023, that should be the matchup, and that's a great matchup. So. You you either got Curtis Blades or Stipe Miocic. If Stipe would take that fight, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like Stipe only wants to fight for the title. Yes, yeah, and and I I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. I wouldn't want to fight Sergey either. No. Uh, you know, but then if you're gonna have, it's gonna be Blades versus um, 
John Jones if they don't get the Angara thing done. So that just leaves Cyril gone. So then Cyril gone would be that'd be a good matchup. Oh, I see yeah, that would be good. That'd be a good matchup. And then what was the other fight uh, with uh, Delizzi? He'll be in there now taking Hermanson's spot. So that's at 185 there, Dave. So if we're looking at that. There we go. I'm so used to seeing Isaiah that that threw me off there. I see in prayer. <laughs> I mean, if you look at that, where's, where's Hermanson? He was at eight. Eight. So he'll go up to eight. I mean... Shit, you have Delizzi versus Costa would be good. Delizzi versus Vittori would be good. Somewhere in that mix. Somewhere in or that Brunson. Mix. Yeah. Yeah, because he replaced Brunson, correct? Because Brunson yep. was supposed to fight Hermanson. Supposed to fight Hermanson. Yeah. I mean, I'd be more looking for him to fight someone like a Marvin Vittori or a Cannoneer somewhere in there. I mean, he, he's, on, he's on, what, five fight or six fight win streak or something like that? I don't know, but. Guy's good, man. He's good. I mean, you got to figure he's not even on. He wasn't even on their top 15, and he beat Chris Curtis, who is. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, who else we got? Eric Anders had a fantastic fight against Kyle Dawkins. He looked good. You know, I like how he says he's like, I have an ugly fight style. No, you don't. You got a really fucking, you know, good fight style, because and he fought smart. He didn't go to the ground with uh, Dawkins. He didn't play around. He picked him apart on the feet when he was, you know, over the top of him. Decided it, you know, if he was going to kick or try to jump in, but when when he went after him, he went after him. You know, I looked at it and I go, "That was a beautiful performance by Eric Anders," which you don't always get because sometimes yeah. you think, you know, he's an athlete, he's got all this, you know, behind him, and just things just don't go his way. And and in this one, I thought this would be a hard fight for him going against Dawkins because of the length. Because of the ground game, I, I thought that was could get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. No, he fought beautiful, fought smart, yeah. effective, threw that left hand down the pipe. He was accurate. That was a beautiful fight by Eric Anders. Yeah, John, the, when we talked about this in the midweek show, I said the longer this fight goes, the more it favors Dawkins. Now, I didn't anticipate Anders coming in, being in shape, staying fre- looking fresh. He looked good. His body looked like more trim. He he, he looked more fit. Like last fight, the last yep. two fights, he looked like he was like over muscular. This fight looks like he had kind of trimmed it all down. He was carrying the right amount of muscle for his body, and you saw it in a little bit in the performance. Things were cleaner. The bounce in his step, all of those things played a big factor. Now, maybe I'm just imagining things, but he looked. I thought he looked fantastic. I thought, I thought he looked, he looked comfortable. Yeah. And that's good. the big difference. He looked a lot more comfortable in there. And, you know, maybe it's just the opponent matched up right for him and everything like that. But Kyle Dawkins is a tough, tough guy. And he's got a lot of skill. And Eric Anders, actually, he made it look pretty easy. I mean, he, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure Dawkins was going to make it through the first round with him. I mean, he did. But, man, he, he, he took a lot of damage. And second yeah. round, he finished him off. So, great fight by Eric Anders. Mm-hmm. Next. Philip Rowe against Nico Price. <laughs> this was a great comeback in that third round because mm. I Philip Rowe was winning the fight. Nico comes out, he starts putting it on him. He has him almost out, and here comes Philip Rowe back to put it on Nico. Who we know Nico's can take a lot of damage. He's tough as hell, and uh, 
uh, it was the right thing to stop the fight when they did. I thought Philip Rowe had a fantastic performance. He had a nice thing for his mom who's got cancer. I, I want to I want to praise the UFC for yes everything that they did in this show for the Jimmy V uh, Foundation, Stuart Scott, Stuart Scott, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the V Foundation is still yeah the thing, but it's um I love you know all the. The, the way that they allow the stories to come out and stuff, but to lend some light to that and hopefully get people interested in uh, those organizations, it was great. So good for the UFC. Exactly, exactly. I thought that Philip Rowe gassed Nico Price out on his face. He <laughs> Nico Price was he 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 went for the kill. Dude, didn't he, get put, it. he put everything he had into it to get rid of him. Didn't get it. They got clipped yep. after about 30 seconds of that. And then yeah. just couldn't recover. Had nothing left in the gas tank to recover. Was done. Good stoppage, I agree, John. I normally would say, like, let it go a little bit more. Yeah. But you could tell exhausted. he was, his head was, he was so exhausted. exhausted. His head was down low. He was dipping, all these things. You know, the Izzy stoppage was a bad stoppage. This stoppage, though, was good. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, nope. if you guys can't sense my sense nope, of humor, nope. okay, my sarcasm. All right, Angela Hill against Emily Ducote. We, we think we kind of called this one exactly the way it went. Uh, the speed of Angela Hill, the range, and the fact that Emily Ducote is more of a stand-up fighter. Angela Hill more of a stand-up fighter. Angela Hill was just more accurate. If there was one thing, and she was very Anderson Silva-like with her Muay Thai plum. And Emily Ducote was very rich, Franklin-like, in not being able to get out of it. She did not have the technique to get herself from that, and it caused her nothing but problems. She took some huge knees to the midsection. She took a lot of hard elbows that came over the top when uh, Angela decided to you know, break free of it. Just beautiful performance, I thought, overall by Angela Hill. Yeah. Yeah, the way I looked at this is we've seen uh, Dakota fight several times in Bellator. Yep. And when I watched her fight there, I saw the same exact thing. When she started getting touched, when she couldn't handle the speed or she couldn't handle, or she couldn't figure out her opponent, she shut down. You can't win fights if you don't throw punches. <laughs> she just got froze. John, she was like a deer in headlights just looking at her going, I don't know how to move my head left or right. All I know how to do is just take a shot to the face, and that was it. And I like I like Emily Ducote a lot. I think she's a good fighter, but she's good when she's the hammer. She is not good when she's the nail. Well, she, hold on. I understand what you're saying, but she was she was actually a very tough nail in this. But she's not good. She can't change her approach to a fight. She was unable. Because it's very simple when, you know, I, I say it's very simple. It's not simple. But when you have someone like Angela Hill that's coming forward and putting pressure on you and you have decided, okay, I don't know how to stop just that forward motion. It's too much for me and I'm going to back away. It's okay to back away, create an angle, throw strikes and get yourself out again, create another angle, throw your strikes but when you're not throwing, all you're doing is backing away and you're nothing but a target. And, and I'm not going to say that, you know, she's not a good nail. No, she took a lot of shots. Yeah. So that's being a good nail 
It's just not being a smart fighter. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I should rephrase that then. She, she's not. She is a good nail. She can take damage. Yeah. What I meant was that it, what I meant by being a good nail is that someone that can take damage and deliver damage back, but still yeah. taking damage. She because. I like the nail to put up a little bit of a fight. She she was taking the damage, but she wasn't fighting back. You want a smarter so that, nail. Yeah, I want. I just want someone that will fight back. Like, <laughs> look, a loss is a loss. You want Darren he, Elkins. Kind of, but he less fights damage. Back. He does. <laughs> he does. I mean, he's another guy we got to talk about possibly retiring. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's like with her, I've seen it too many times with her. If it's not going her way, she can't make, she can't make adjustments during the fight. And she's just can't, she can't, uh, she can't adjust. She can't she adjust. Can't adjust. <laughs> she just can't adjust. She can't operate on the fly is what I was trying to say. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no plan rounds. B. Yeah, it's yeah. if this isn't working, her corners can't get through to her. Whatever it is, she just can't make those adjustments, and she can't operate on the fly to to change her game plan. And it doesn't work. Whatever it is she's doing is not working. And the speed, you could tell right off the bat, the speed was giving her a problem. She was blinking a little bit more normal. She was not able to. She, her she like just got stuck there. And when that happens, that lets you know that you need to move your your head left to right. Whether you think you're going to get hit or not, move your head left to right. Cause I'd, I'd spar with you know Tomas Dion, and he was so damn fast. Move your head left to right, just move. Like as soon as you start to see his body move at all, move. And nine times out of ten, he's gonna miss if you're lucky. But I'm saying like at least at least at least you're not at least you're not staying directly there in front of him. She just wasn't moving her head at all, and it was just target no. practice. And I was like, oh. it was target practice. Yeah, felt bad for her to be honest. Next. Yeah, I figured. I believe that there was a a, a ten eight round by one of the judges in that fight. She never even went down. Yeah, you know, not really. No, I know, John. So, all right, Clay Guida against Scott Holzman. I hated this fight. Hated it, and it's not the reason I hated it is I didn't want either guy to lose. Uh, I love Clay Guida. I love just he's the Energizer Bunny still to this day at the age of forty. Scott Holtzman, he's uh, I've known Scott for a long time. Great guy, and uh, you know Clay's wrestling in the end. I th- I thought Scott Scott's wrestling would be able to nullify Clay's for the most part. It was really the question of would he start to gas under the pressure of Guido, or would he would he be able to touch Clay enough that where Clay wasn't able to get into him? He wasn't able to touch him that that much in the stand up with not great quality shots and clay was able to get into him work him and eventually just wear him down and he wore him down man <laughs> he sucked the life right out of him and that was a, a clean win in my opinion for clay guida yeah. i know it was a split decision Shouldn't it should have not have been yeah no. i had it the same way that first round i think went to um holtzman holtzman and then after that clay was able to start clay getting takedowns able to start grinding on him he landed some clean shots Holson started getting tired, started becoming more hittable, yep. and the fight started to unfold for Clay. Clay does what Clay's going to do. He's gonna, yep. that herky. People don't realize that herky jerky style. Not so easy. Jardine. It's, it's very difficult to deal with. Yeah. It's just it's hard to throws just, you off. Yeah, it, you don't know what to expect, and then the punches come from different angles sometimes, and you don't know if they're jerk if they're herking or they're jerking or if they're throwing <laughs> the punch. You don't know if they're doing any of that. So, but uh, look. 
at 40 years old, you got to tip your hat to him, man. It was kind of weird seeing him with shorter hair, though. Dude, I was me, like, holy shit. Clay cut his hair. Yeah, kind of threw me I off used to a tell, Years ago, I told him, you know, talk, you know, sitting there talking to him, I said, Clay, I said, you're, you're, because he was, he says, John, what do I have to do? He says, I, I, these judges, I said, Clay, your hair is bipping and bopping and moving even when you don't get hit solid. Yeah. And I, it's what the judges see is they see your hair, you know, jerking back and forth and it looks like you, you took a good shot. I go, you need to either tie it up or cut your hair. He goes, I can't cut my hair. That's nah. like my trademark. <laughs> well, he trademark. finally cut his hair. Yeah. God bless him. <laughs> Tip my hat, man. Good on you, buddy. Good on you. Yep. Still doing your thing. Good. Next fight. Michael Johnson taking on Mark Diakese. Man, that was, this is that fight where, you know, it's funny. At the end of it, you know, Diakese really believed that he had won the fight. And when it he went. Couldn't, he couldn't have believed he won the fight. He did. You can see when he it. when they went thirty twenty seven with one of the scores, he had that look like, oh yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh no, no no, you, know, you, you you couldn't <laughs> you, you you couldn't really believe this, but he did. Oh, yeah, you know, he did. But this is where you. It's this is the tale of two different fighters. When you look at Michael Johnson, started as a wrestler. Mark Diacese has started as a striker. He's now grappling more, which is good, but he gets tired doing it, and he's not effective with a lot of it, you know, against someone like Johnson who has, you know, the the years behind him as far as the wrestling. He was able to, even when Diakese got, he got deep on him a couple times, mm -hmm. and you saw the sprawl that Johnson was able to do, but Johnson needs to, at times, put Diakese in that position where he has to think about the thought that, Michael Johnson might take me down. Mm -hmm. It will help Johnson stand up because Johnson stand up. His hands are still fast yeah. and he likes to stand and throw, but give your opponent more things to deal with more things to have to think about than just basically fighting a boxer. It's, it's crazy that a guy has turned himself just into that. Michael will throw, he'll throw kicks every now and then. But not a lot. He throws his hands. Yeah. And he's good with throwing his hands. But, man, he could be so much more effective if he made people have to at least think about dealing with the other elements that he can do. Mm -hmm. If he would utilize, people don't realize how good of a wrestler he is. Because I was supposed yeah. to fight him. So I did some research on him and stuff back in the day. Picked up some of his old wrestling matches. The kid can wrestle. Yeah. You know, and then uh, Rumble Johnson was training out there around the same time. And then they were all together at Black Zillions, I believe, too. Yep. yep. And then, um, you know, I had a lot of people that trained there. Just kind of we were talking. They're like, dude, he can wrestle. Because my game plan originally when the fight was announced was for me just, oh, I'm going to take this dude down. He can't stop my takedown. I know I'm way better than him on the ground. Then as I started looking into him, I'm like, well, he's fast. He's explosive. He's got good hands. They're quick. And if I don't get the takedown, man, I could be in some trouble. So we started talking about leg kicks, you know, because we know we we saw his legs are a little skinny. So we were, we were talking about the leg kicks and things like that, talking about possibly doing some foot sweeps. But he was a threat back then because he used to kick more. But now, John, he doesn't kick at all. It's just like I think he threw maybe five kicks in this fight, maybe maybe seven. If that. Yeah, he's got to throw more because that sets up your hands. And then when you wrestle too, faint the takedowns and then come back up with the hands, that'll open up everything. 
you just know that he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything else but box, and it just changes the way you approach your fighter. You know, what I mean, when you when you if I would have known back then, if I had fought the Michael Johnson now, the one that just boxed him, it would have been it felt like it would have been a lot easier of a game plan. But back then, I had to worry about him potentially taking me down. I had to worry about trying to get him down and not gassing myself out. And he used to throw a couple kicks here and there, a little bit more than he is now. Not not as many, but man, he had a fast jab. His jab was got fast hands. fire, man, back then. Yep. I mean, like, I didn't see a lot of that jab tonight, but fuck, he was smoking that jab back then. If you go back and watch the uh the Justin Gaethje fight, just snapping dudes' heads back with that jab. Same thing with the uh I think it was Josh Emmett fight. Just snapping that jab. I was like, damn, this kid's fast. I was worried about that because I sparred with Tom- Tomas and Tomas was like, I was like this all the time. Just snap like a fucking, like you just said saying before. yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, like a Pez yes, dispenser, yes. right? Just like, give me the candy. Give me the candy. I'm <laughs> empty. <laughs> Get my ass kicked, man. Yep. So he was one of those guys I was worried about and that jab, man, was nasty. But good for him. I'm glad he's, he's getting older in age too. And, you know, getting these wins is priceless at this age when you start thinking about it. Yep. And cherish these moments, my man. Good for him. Jonathan Next. Pierce against Darren Elkins. This is one of those. I, I I love Darren Elkins. It's fuck, just tough as nails. But he's taking too much damage. Yeah. yeah, he's got damage tattooed on his chest, and he is taking too much. Yep. I I look. I don't even want to see him fight anymore. I like him. I think he's a dog. I love it. But I I just I can't support watching fighters get beat up like that. I just, I just can't do it. It's just look. We all have our time. It's just time. It's just time. Like you're not. You're not. It's not competitive anymore. There was two judges had it thirty twenty six, and the other judge had it thirty twenty seven. Yep. I mean, it was it was not good. And so, I don't know. Like for me, John. Like I think you know when when that last fight happened with Patricky for me. I was like, man, you can't even take a headbutt anymore. Like fucking. <laughs> Well, you, you took the to, headbutt well. Yeah, you need to retire. No, like, really, no, you took you took the headbutt well. You jumped yeah. right back up from that yeah. son bitch. Long enough to get myself knocked back out. <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I go back and I watch. And I'm like, dude, like it's it's just it's just time. It's just time. I watched it back a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, you, you were hurt. You were injured. Like you were you you were out. Just let it go. Like there's no reason to keep fighting for this. He the the problem with guys like him. They don't ever go out. They just get cut up even more often. Like, you know, like yeah. in Nate Diaz, him and Nick, both just get they get cut up everywhere. But they still got some left in the tank. I had a buddy, though, that was a kickboxer at AKA. And he would go and he'd, he'd fight. He was he was a fantastic bar, kickboxer. Fought in K1 a couple times. Uh, beat a bunch of guys. He was about, he was a smaller guy, about 145. He fought, I, think, I think he fought at 145. But he was the type of guy that would get knocked out on the feet. So he would take more shots. Remember how Dave Manet and Phil Baroni were? He would oh, stand yeah. up. He'd be stood up like that, just getting hit, and he would stay standing, but he was out. And it usually took like five or six or eight more shots because the ref didn't realize what was going on. Like, wait, he's, he's, he's kind of up. He's kind of doing this, but he's just, he's out. And, and I felt bad because he was the guy that took, seemed like he took way more shots than he should have because the yeah. refs were like, oh, is he in? Oh, wait, is he out? Is he in? Those are the ones that scare me. Elkins just take, he gets cut up a lot. He takes a lot of big shots, but he's still there. He keeps fighting. He's just tough as hell. Yeah, and you know what else? Uh, what kind of throws me not throws me, but is when fighters they kind of they kind of blow their wad on trying to get him out of there, 
and they have to rest. So they go real hard, and the ref's about to stop it, but yep, they get tired, and, and then they yeah. stop. And then yeah. they're like, okay, then the ref lets it go, and then they come back, and they do it again, and then they, they, they blow themselves out, they get tired, and the ref, okay, backs away. You're like, just keep that's going true. for two or three more punches. Yeah, but keep going. That's, that's what it. happens, man, with guys like him because they're so yeah. tough. Uh, John, any other fights on this card you want to talk about? Uh, no, we're good. All right. All right. Good to everyone there on the UFC card. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it lived up to the potential of like, because there was a lot of good fights on there, but there were some good fights that actually they did no, really they, well. There was they good, had they some were really good. good fights in there. That main, event that, was, look at, that main event was fire, though. That was fire. It was great. Yep. Absolute fantastic fight. Yep. Great fight. All right, let's get into some one championship. Um, I know we didn't talk about this in the midweek show because our producer didn't do his job and let us know there was a fight. But I did scroll through a bunch of stuff, and then I found out that there was a there was a a one fighting championship this weekend. So so John and I went out of the way and we were like, oh, you know what? Let's find this, and we watched it. Absolutely. Yes, yes, we did. <coughs> All righty. So talk to me, Goose. What'd you think? Look, Anatoly Malikin is. A fucking monster as far as that dude is very Sergei Pavlich like. He likes to hit hard. He likes to put himself in a position. He throws a big looping overhand right. You know, Rainier DeRitter has been great with one. Uh, middleweight champion, light heavyweight champion. Anatoly is the interim heavyweight champion. With, you know, they're talking about either stripping uh, Arjun. Yeah, Arjun Buhar. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about stripping him. I don't know if that's going to happen, but if they do, Anatoly will then be a two-division uh, champion as heavyweight and now light heavyweight. But that was the first loss for DeRitter, and it wasn't even close, Josh. No, John, he this this fight was at heavyweight. Him. This fight was at heavyweight. DeRitter well, was, was trying. Catch. Yeah, yeah but this was, is what the, this was. No, this is what they. This is okay. what they call their their light heavyweight. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. This is I that whole weight. This is that whole weight thing. Got it. No, the weight that they're actually at is it. But this was like their light heavyweight, I believe. Interesting title fight. Okay, because they kept saying heavyweight. Well, think kept, think about they it. They're saying they're fighting for the heavyweight title, so I thought they were fighting for the heavyweight title. Or they're fighting at heavyweight, so no, for the see, title. Did, did you see how they they handed uh, Anatoly two belts? No, I turned it off. Oh, man. As soon Come as the on, fight man, ended, I turned it off. It all through. <laughs> no. <laughs> Over there, you got to get like seven translators. You got to listen to each one of their questions. No, I'm good, yes. man. I worked there for years, bro. <laughs> I know what it's like. I went to the cage and had to do an interview. Okay, you do the translate. Okay, give you the mic. You say it to him. You say it to him. You give it back to me. I'm like, yeah. this is this is a lot. Um, yeah. overall, look, Deritter's good. He's really good. But once he had no answer for not getting the takedown, he was boy. Lost. Yeah, he man. was lost. He took he, some, but you really got to give it to Anatoly as far as Malikin. The one thing that Malikin really did, he went to the body, yeah. and that that just destroyed Deritter. Mm-hmm. Those body shots. Once he decided to take the shots down, then he brought them back up. Then he'd bring them back down. The body shots were huge and just took it out of DeRitter in that fight. You look at that's the first guy that's been able to do that to him. So that's very impressive. 
you know what that what else that does though when you go to the body like that it makes it harder for them to reach and reach out and grab you because their natural instinct is yeah. to drop bring those elbows, elbows in. Yep. bring those elbows in now they can't clinch you and grab you and that was a great job by him so um it was a very dominant performance he looked he looked good the first was the first round first that was first, first like round, first dude. two minutes no first two minutes yeah. or whatever he, you know he had lost i think he'd lost the takedown got stuck a little bit on bottom and then came back up but then, then he was just all him it was the first minute yeah. i think he lost the takedown yeah. and then he got back up to his feet and he just looked good man he was touching him hitting the body coming back up to the top just he did a great job of mixing it up and then the ritter had no answer Yep. No answer on how to get the fight back down to the ground. You could tell yep. those, they were having an effect on him and his cardio and everything as well. Next. You had uh, Ramazanov against Roberto Soldic. You and I had been talking to Roberto uh, in uh, mm -hmm. Ireland mm -hmm. when he was talking about where he was going to go and what he was going to do. And, you know, we said, go with the money, brother. Go with the money. And he did. And he got a no contest off of a <laughs> groin strike. Yep. It's, it's too bad. And people need to. If you haven't watched Soldic fight, give him a chance, man. The dude's a stud. He's going to be really good. Uh, they're, they're probably going to rematch this thing. And uh, it only was what two minutes into the first round, so it uh, it needs to be redone. Mm. But other than that, there was the uh, grappling championship with your with my man. You, you're, you have Ty and Cade. Yep, with the brothers, Ty and Cade, Rutolo. Fantastic performance by both of them. I mean, I thought Cade had the knee bar coming into that into that match. What was it like probably seven yeah. minutes in, I think? That thing was he went he dropped down on the on the hill hook, couldn't get the hill hook, great transition of the knee bar, locked it in. I thought that he had deep. it. Yeah, then uh he was able to kind of wiggle his knee out and then he came back up to the top. But he looked good, man, right from the get. I loved how he did the inside ankle pick to start the match off. So yeah. instead of coming around on the outside, he reached on the inside. So he swept almost yeah. like he was sweet, almost like he was shooting a high crotch. Then he reached back around on the backside of that heel and pulled it forward. Now, like if you guys are, if you guys are just, if you're not really watching grappling a lot, whatever it is, but this type of thing is, is normally set up like some of the Dagestani wrestlers and some of the Russian wrestlers use this. They use it like in a Russian tie also. They'll grab on the inside of the on the uh, on the uh, wrist, and they'll do the same thing. There's a video of Islam doing that yeah, to Chase Saldana. Yeah. yeah. So he'll, what he'll do is he'll reach for Chase the Chase Saldana. Chase Saldana. Yeah, he wrestled at Gilroy State Champ. Now he's at University of uh, Michigan. He's at Michigan State. But fantastic young kid too. Great wrestler. But uh, Islam did that to him as well. But you do the same thing on that inside ankle pick as well. So you reach through on the on the inside. And he's hooking on the inside, and he's pulling towards it, almost like he's doing a foot sweep. Nicely done, man. Beautiful. Yeah. And then he also wasn't trying to get the takedown. He was, but he realized it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He let it go. He let it go, though, right away. Didn't overcommit on it. Came right back up to the body lock. Big lift, big slam. Nicely done. Kids a stud. Both of them. Both Ty of them. And, yeah. Ty and Kate. And if you guys have never met them, they are two of the nicest damn kids. Two of the nicest damn kids. So fantastic. Well, Ty uh, got the finish, right? Yeah, Cades Ty got the went, finish. Cades went to a decision. Cades went the distance, yes. Yeah. But what I love is that they understand what this is about. This is the entertainment business. You know, you had uh, his, you know, Cades opponent chasing after him a little bit on the butt. Get up, man. You lose takedown, you lose takedown. Like, that's really what it came down to. It was like, get up, you know, get after him. It just... Ty and Kate are th that way. They want to come out. They want to create exciting matches. 
There is a little bit of talk right now about Cade possibly fighting, uh, not fighting, competing against. I don't like to say fights. Okay. Competing against uh, Gordon Ryan. So there was a little bit of beef after the ADCCs in Vegas, and uh, there's a little bit of beef back and forth talking about some stuff. So that'd be that'd be a great match. I'd love to see that. I mean, obviously, probably lean more towards Gordon, but I think it'd still be a fun. I think it'd still be a fun match. It would be a fun match, but there's there's just a first off, there's a big difference in size. Yeah, there's a big difference. There will be one in strength, and also too just age. I mean, they're only 18 years old. I think they might yeah, be 19. Exactly. I think, I think they might be 19 now. Yeah, but that's my that's my whole point. Right now, yeah, every all the advantages are actually you know going one way. Mm-hmm. Give give Cade a couple more years. I'd still like to see it, John. Give him a couple <laughs> more years. Uh all right. Next, uh, what else? I, I didn't watch like these. See, this is what I don't like about one. They have it on the MMA, but I didn't see these fights. Yeah, that's because they were way down. Yeah, they were way at the beginning <laughs> of the card. In. On yeah, yeah. so because I would have watched, I would have loved to have watched for a long fight. And then uh, I did watch T- uh, Tynanis or whatever his name was. He looked good. He's 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 got. He looks like a fucking monster. His yeah. back and he's just ripped and shredded. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, other than that, I didn't see these other fights, so I don't know why I was watching the whatever the whatever's available on Prime. So that's what I hate about that. All Dave, right. let's talk about some things going on in the world of combat sports. Is there anything you guys want to touch on with the boxing? Tyson Fury had a good performance. Honorable mention, my man. Good job, yeah, but he did what Tyson we all Fury thought he was going to do. Just Sora, but again, come on, that's what they. I hate to say, it, but this is you know, this is what's wrong with boxing. If that's the only fight we can get in the heavyweights, that's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tyson he, should be fighting. He either. said Usyk tonight. He said Usyk tonight. He said I'm okay. going to try to make that fight happen. He's like, it should be able to happen. I'm going to try to make it happen. All right. I'm down. I'm down to watch. I mean, I think he walks right through him, but I'm down. Yeah. He's just too yeah. big for Usyk. Yeah. But the one Who's that you got to love, man. I've talked to you so many times about this because you know you get into that whole body type of oh no his body. You want to see what a, a professional's body should look like? Tyson Fury is the body type. Fantastic. You see those bumpers he's got on the side? Dude, yeah. I love that dude, man. He's yeah. awesome. John, you you yeah. know what those bumpers look like. You Damn have straight. That, yes. I'm modeling myself after yes. Tyson. Yes. Gosh. It's so funny when you say, who's the fucking best boxer in the world? And you pull up a picture of him. If I put I him in that. a lineup with like 30 people, he'd be the last person someone would think. <laughs> Not true. that guy. Not that guy. Yep. Not that guy. He's fantastic, though. I love him. He's must-watch TV, too. With his yeah, interviews and all the other shit, I love it. I love it. All right, Dave, let's go. All right. Um, I want to get your take on this James Krause situation. So um, following up on the fame This one's going to take a while. Stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, following up on the fight investigation stuff, um, now basically UFC is saying that um, the Nevada State Athletic Commission is not letting fighters under him fight, um, fight, fight in the UFC, and even Derek Miller was um, cut from the UFC as a result. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's cut from the UFC. We speculate well, as a result. I saw. I saw. You know. With what you're saying right here on November 18th, the Nevada State Athletic Commission informed UFC and Minner's coach, James Krause, that Krause's license was suspended and would remain so while the Nevada State Athletic Commission conducted an investigation in the matter. That is completely separate from what the UFC is doing. 
And this is where there's so much to this story. There's so much to what's going on with this. There is so many levels because this isn't, you know, everyone's going to look at this and go, oh, it's, you know, the UFC did this, UFC did that. That's, that's one element that he's got to deal with. And the UFC has told all fighters that are under James Krause that at this time they will not be given any fights if that is the person that they want in their corner for their fights. They will, wow. they're not allowed to compete in the UFC. So they, those fighters either have to go to a different gym, get a different trainer. They cannot be fighting out of glory MMA. And so that, that's a huge blow for those fighters as far as, you know, their comfort level and everything that, you know, is the norm for them. It's all being just blown apart. For James Krause, it's a huge blow as far as, you know, they're bas- they're functionally taking away his ability to make a living. Yep. And when you, you take it and, and the UFC is doing that in part by saying none of your fighters are going to be allowed to compete until this investigation is over. Now the Nevada State Athletic Commission is imparting a suspension upon James Krause. And this is where it goes beyond this is most athletic commissions. When they look at either a fighter or a trainer and another commission has that trainer under suspension, every other commission will follow that suspension. Meaning that James Krause, even in a small show in his home state of Missouri, might not be able to be in the corner of any of his fighters. That is a that he's got some big problems going on right now. <laughs> like we haven't even like. Oh, I haven't even touched on something. Yeah, exactly. We're not like we're not media, so we're not we don't yeah. dig into this shit. But I can tell you guys, I'll tell you what I do know. I'm not what I do know. I can't tell you everything I know because that's it. They, we're not media. We don't do that. <laughs> I just, he's, he's in for a lot, man. I mean, he's looking at, he's looking at some serious jail time. He, he could be looking at actual, yeah. what people don't realize is that there's, there's elements of this that are actually considered. Um, it, it, it goes under the Rico act. Hmm. Okay. It's racketeering. Because you are taking information that you, it's like, it's like insider trading. If you want to talk about that with, you know, the uh, stock market or something. All you got to do is ask Nancy Pelosi how she gets away with it. There you go. (laughs) Uh, There's, there's elements of fraud that are part of this. Yeah. There are legal elements here that James Krause could end up in a position where he is he's functionally fighting for his freedom. Yeah. He's, is, he's going to be not, this is, this is not a small time thing. This is huge. Yeah. Well, this people... will be the big Josh. This will be the biggest story of the year of 2022. When you, when it all clears out, this is going to be the biggest thing that hits because it's got the most impact on the entire sport. It's got an impact that goes way beyond the UFC. 
I don't even know if it's gonna. It's yeah, it's gonna go into other sports. Oh it's yeah, gonna go into, it's gonna go into football, baseball, basketball because they're all getting into this right now with uh, gambling being legalized in the state of California and other states as well. That they're really gonna make a push to make sure that athletes can't gamble on themselves, whether it's boxing, whether it's football players. They're gonna cut all that out right well, away, you know, and then. But that's already kind of you know you. Baseball's had their their scandals with with gambling. You know, Pete Rose. If you're gonna take a look at that, mm-hmm. you know, go all the way back to the 1919. You know, White Sox with you know, uh, Rothstein and what he did and stuff. There's all of that that's there. The NFL has had its problems and had certain players that they, you know, basically banned. You know, over gam- gambling is something that can ruin the integrity of a sport quickly, and it, the, this whole situation, you know, and, and James has been on, you know, other shows. He was on Ariel's show, I know, and talked about how much, he, you know, he has that whole discord where people pay him money to give information on who they should bet on, who they should bet on for fights, you know, and there, there's a lot there that, you know, he's already put yeah. out that, you know, I'm just saying investigators, yeah. trust me, they're taking all of it. All of it. They're, they're they're not just taking like what he said on that type of stuff. They've oh, gone no, in and confiscated his iPads, his computers, oh, his cell phones, all of it. his records. And then if you are someone like Minner, they're doing the same thing to you. They're saying, "Hey, Minner's we need your done. phone. Yeah, we need your phone. We need your I'm records. Not, we need your laptop. I, we need everything from you as well." I I know that Derek Minner got cut by the UFC. Stand by. No one's going to give him a contract now. No. Because no. John, yeah, but yeah, once you throw a fight, you're done. You're, yeah. Like you, you should be done. But I, pretty much every organization, every every good, no one's gonna watch you. Is you like fucking not using that guy? Yeah. No way. So it just it goes beyond all of that though to the point where it's gonna trickle down. There's gonna be people, and from what from what I'm understanding is there's already people in his gym that have been contacted by the FBI that are knocking on their door, going, hey. We heard that you were part of like this and you put some money down. Oh, we heard that you were part of this too. And they, they're oh, yeah, ratting on that. each other. They're ratting on each other already. Uh, and so yeah, it's going to be a matter of time before everyone starts, you know, basically turning each other in and going, this, gonna get, this is going to get nasty. This is going to get, get nasty. real nasty. Two provinces in Canada banned betting on UFC as a result of like. Oh, and Ontario. Yeah, on, on, yeah. Ontario, I know, did. What was the other Alberta. one that did uh, Alberta? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money revenue. That's a lot of revenue loss right there. Right yep. off the bat. Yep. But I mean, let's let's get it all out of the way now, man. Let's start setting the, that's the thing. They didn't they didn't when they started legalizing this, they weren't planning they I don't they obviously they knew they could keep an eye out on it. I, I, they think were these, I, think, I, I think these MMA guys just never realized how fucking smart these gambling sites are. They just go out there and lay out these odds and be like, oh, yeah, we're not going to watch them. But we're going to make money no matter what. No, no, no. No, they're watching. If someone comes in, if you've got 50 people that come in and put, you know, $400,000 or, or $200,000 or $50,000 and it gets all the way up to a million dollar. Like, they're saying that people all within like the last... 30 minutes or 45 yeah. minutes put put down to a million dollars down on him losing. Yes. I mean, and, and now hold it. Not only him losing, him losing in the first round. Okay. 
Wow. And that was after the odds went way out of proportion. Yeah. And they still put the money down. Wow. Can't, you know. No, no. It's yeah, not so going to look good. Yeah. When these, when you see odds like you saw with the RDA and Barbarina fight tonight, where it was like RDA was like a plus thing 430 or something like that by the time they got in the cage. I was like, man, I must have been way off. And that was before they fought. <laughs> when I was, I was like, son of a bitch. Let me just stick to picket Islam's fights. <laughs> but this, this is not, this is, this is, this is a big black guy on the sport. But I got to be honest, as long as they're getting it done and now out of the way, they're going to lay the guidelines down. They're going to be very vocal about it. It's going to come across through every promotion, not just UFC. It's going to come across through every promotion. And every fighter is going to understand where they stand in this, during this gambling era of whatever it is we're doing right now, yeah. with the uh, with the with the gambling on the apps, gambling you know in casinos, whatever it is, they're going to find out real quick what it's like. And so, you walk on eggshells, man. If you if you're thinking you want to gamble, rethink it. This, I'm just being honest. Rethink it. Yep. You know. No, they, they they had that you know let's just be honest when, you know, when i was a referee and it, as soon as i went to nevada to get a license it was very apparent quickly how are you with gambling no gambling ever on mma no gambling ever on boxing uh we'll we'll talk to you about football later wow. <laughs> dude that's wow i mean look at they they don't want you gambling at all only bad things yeah. can happen with it. Yeah, I mean, look at these. Look at these. Uh, there was a basketball uh, ref that just came out recently. Oh, long it just ago. came out. No, no, there was another one just well, another recently, one like another oh, week or two God. ago. Yeah, it just came out and said that he had uh, during one of the the one of the Lakers, one of the LeBron's games or whatever like that was said that he had skewed some some calls to make sure that. You know that they won or something. I got to read back up on it, but it was something along the line. That's this was just literally like two, three weeks ago. Well, recently, remember uh, what was his name? Carlos Padilla was a big time boxing referee for a long time. Did like uh, I think he did the Thrilla in Manila, mm. you know, with uh, Ali and Frazier, and he had some a uh, lot of big fights. He was one of the big time referees. He, well, he had one of Manny Pacquiao's first fights, and he's a Filipino, mm-hmm. and he actually came out saying that he purposely gave a long count when pacquiao was dropped by uh i can't think of the guy's name but he was dropped by the fighter and gave like an 18 second fucking count to get him you know you look and you go you're a fucking asshole yeah yeah. you don't cheat for anybody you fucking play it as clean as you can play it you're gonna make mistakes mistakes are gonna happen but man when you do it on purpose you're a fucking dog all right, guys. Well, hey, I'm glad we wrapped it up on a positive note. So we're going yeah, to WayneInMerch.com. You guys got to be patient with us this week because John and I are traveling for Bellator next weekend at Mohegan Sun. You got the Rafian Stotts versus Danny Sabatello. You got Patchy Mix versus Magomed Magomedov. You've got Juliana Velasquez versus Liz Carmouche. And that's a rematch of a very controversial fight from the last time that they fought. But it was a really good fight up until that controversial stoppage. But look, overall, this is going to be a good weekend of fights coming up. And make sure you guys yes, tune in to Bellator because I'm, I'm pumped for this card. I'm really pumped, especially to see Danny Sabatello and Rafael Stotts. If you haven't heard what they had to say because they just don't shut up, the two of them, we had them on our show this last week, and you guys can check them out 
on our main clips or not on our clips channel on our main channel. main channel so we have we have both their interviews that are up we were trying to have them on equally together but then they said i'm sick and tired of hearing the other guy talk so i want to be on separately so we had them on separately but good stuff they're on the it same works. show check them out go to waitingandmerch.com pick up some of our new our new gear better clothing better hoodies better sweaters better sweatshirts whatever you want to call them okay some new designs that are up for you guys hope you guys like it john take us away for everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed the fights like we did. It is late where we're at, so we're going to go to bed. Well, no, Josh is going to go to bed. I am. I'm going to get on a car and go get on a plane. So everyone out there, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you.